This This is the Otaku in Review Podcast. I'm Scott Stoziani from Otaku in Review. And I'm Michael Camacho of G-Nicer.com. This is the winner 2021 anime Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Testosterone Power Hour. Uh, today we're talking about we're talking about muscles. We're talking about uh, being disrespectful towards women. We're talking about things that only men want to to do or care about. My host, as always, the extremely masculine, terrifyingly frighteningly buff and scary Michael Camacho. Mike, what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Being being, being a masculine boy today. Yes, sir. Always. What did what'd you do today? What you, you didn't? I don't you didn't mess with those. It. I don't mess with those beta cucks. It's today. all alpha male here. Didn't cry at anything. <laughs> I broke you quick. <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's a there's like a new like alpha male uh, me. bullshit Sorry. thing circulating on the internet. I forget what it was. It's like it's an alpha male, but they they exist outside the hierarchy. And I saw a bunch of memes about it. Oh, and it's God. just like half of these are legitimate, and half of these are making fun of the people who think it's legitimate. And it's just like, oh, is that kind of like that uh, North Korea parody account that the uh, Arizona GOP retweeted? And people were like, "How long till they realize that it's making fun of them?" <laughs> Have they realized yet? I didn't look today. That was just yesterday. And people were like, you realize this is fake. And people were like, shut up. Stop telling them. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <clears throat> stop bringing this. Uh, anyway, Mike, this is uh, this is just, just, just you and me. Just kind of bros being yes. bros. Just being man on top of man. What? Huh? Just just a lot of big dick energy right in, in this room today. Well, at least I know my side is. I don't know about yours. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some girly cartoons, because uh, that's what we do every week. Oh, uh, sweet. On... We're going back to My Little Pony Friendship and Magic Days in the podcast. Let's go. <laughs> uh, if uh, if only. Did the new My Little Pony reboot come out yet? What? They're going to reboot it. Is that it. legit? Well, they reboot it like every 10 years. What do you want? No, it was like 20 before. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was the 80s like, when I watched the original My Little Pony with my sister. Yeah, but there's there was one in between them. I say with my sister because I was forced to watch that because my dad said, one, you get one show, then she gets one show, you get one show. And what was your, what was your show? Usually like G.I. Joe or Transformers. Oh, the wow. one show I was down with agreeing on was Gem and the Hologram. Gem was fucking fantastic. Love me some right. gem. This is the masculine podcast, after all. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about car- new cartoons. They're new. They're yes. out. Maybe this is this is not a numbered them. episode, folks. This is a special episode uh, for winter twenty twenty one anime. Uh, is it? Have we decided not to number it? Yes. I think we should call it. 211 and two we can do 211.5 because technically or 211 and a half like rama one half or something like that two thirds two thirds no this isn't naked gun <laughs> this isn't 33 12. and a third like <laughs> oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a special short episode well where are we at oh my god for 45 minutes in god damn it Anyway, it's normal. What were we, we we were talking about something? We were, we're talking, talking about, about the winter twenty twenty one anime season. We're talking about some some anime. We're talking some Japanese pop cultural content. Some hentai. But it's, uh, it's new stuff, not old stuff. I don't think we're talking about hentai. It's what Maybe all the hip kids are watching these days. You ready to yeet on about some anime? <laughs> we're gonna talk about which animes are on fleek. <laughs> 
What is, I mean, I, doesn't yeet mean throw? Yeah, I was making a joke. Okay. I was, I was being the old guy who doesn't exactly know how to use the speech, so. Well, that's always. You missed the fucking joke, Scott! What? Exactly. Hmm. I'm here. Anyway. I've got my chopsticks because we can't be a weeb podcast without holding chopsticks while you record. Wait, what? Huh? Is that something that you do? Yes, right here. Have you always done that? Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about some some <laughs> winter 2021 anime, I guess. Before <laughs> I'm just going to stop recording. I'm just going to tell you that we're, we're actually recording a podcast. <laughs> anyway, let's get we're going to get right into it. We're just going to jump yep. in. Uh, we're going to jump in. We're going to just, just jump in. I, I okay, we're going to jump in. Else to say. Are we, to are we doing a bouncy house at this point? How many times are we going to uh, jump in? <laughs> anyway, Mike, take it away with the first show. All right, so the first show, um, we're going to alternate here, here and there because I ended up, for once in my life, watching more anime than Scott before a show, which is kind of crazy. Will only be the one. You'll only be the one. You only like watching first episodes of things and then never finishing them. Well, these, a lot of these I'm finishing for sure, except for one. <laughs> but we'll talk about that. Um, so the very first show I'm going to discuss is Horimiya. Um, I've read the volume one and maybe two of the manga on Kindle. But um, when I heard this was coming out, I was definitely interested. So it's basically about Kyoko and Izumi. They're two classmates that lead double lives. It's not like this one's like a secret agent or something crazy like that. It's more like how they are at school is not how they are out of school. So Izumi, um, where's it? Sorry. Yeah. Izumi is a very quiet dude at school. Really doesn't talk to anybody. Just kind of goes throughout the day. Doesn't cause a scene. Kyoko is more that popular girl everybody loves and hangs out with. Um, and they quickly learn that what they know about each other at school is different. So something happens where Kyoko's brother hurts uh, himself while playing. So, or, yeah. And then Izumi brings her, her brother home. And she thanks him and doesn't recognize him at all. So what we find out is Izumi, while the mother's always at work, is kind of a homebody. Always says straight home, does the cooking, the cleaning, always worried about the next sale to get groceries, stuff like that. Um, taking care of her brother. Kyoko, on, I mean, Izumi, on the other hand, is a guy with tattoos and piercings. Like, lets his hair down. All of a sudden, it's like a completely different look. Um, kind of has this attitude of... Why not? I was here in the moment. I might as well have done it. Like, that's basically how he got his tattoos. But it becomes quickly, I hate to call it, I'll say there's. it's not insta-love, but it's definitely insta-attraction. They start hanging out more as he comes over because the brother really likes him. And you can tell there's some attraction there. Azumi still plays the role of like, yeah, I'm attracted, but there's no way she'd be with me. So he always plays like, taking a seat back like most male protagonists in anime while she's a little more uh upfront in her emotions not really like herself knowing she's attracted to him too much until like certain things happen and she kind of goes off on here and there so i watched the first two episodes it's basically a rom-com there's nothing crazy here no isekai no harem uh it's just what you expect these two and there's always other characters in the mix to throw in a bit of that drama that all rom-coms have, like another guy confessing his love to Kyoko. Well, Zumi sits back and it's like, yeah, sure, go for it. Like he's just like, she wouldn't be interested in me anyway. Stuff like that. It's it's very cute. Um, that's really all I can say about that. I think if people love rom-coms, they'll really enjoy this. I thought the manga was slightly better in its pacing, but I mean, they only have about 12 episodes to get through this anime, so. I get it. They're going to be a little more rushed, but it's not like super, uh, super rushed to where it feels like it's poorly written. Uh, cute. I recommend it. I'll finish it because I really enjoyed what I had read of the manga. So it's worth checking out. 
Um, if you're, if you're, if you're, I guess if you're looking for that kind of thing, God, they have so many characters. Why is there so many characters? Yeah. So I mean, but it's a rom com, school com, high school rom com. People enjoy it. It's 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 inoffensive and fun. So best way but to put anything... a. I mean, I guess I guess that the 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 new twist would be that one of it's just a, a responsible girl with a punk kid they must have been there must have be animes about but that. he seems like a punk kid but he's really like a good dude so like in the second episode it so happens like the school council asked her to do some work for him uh and something happens where a journal of like finances go missing and they're blaming her even though it wasn't her and that's when azumi steps up and kind of headbutts this other dude and not because he's like a punk but because it's just he was tired of seeing her get berated and not saying anything, so he stepped in and it just did it on a whim. But now, like people saw him differently, it was just funny the way it worked. Um, so you can tell, like his punk thing will be an anime tropish. I'm assuming in the upcoming episodes where people will now start taking him the wrong way. Not many people know he has piercings or tattoos because he hides it. Like even when he's out in like running track and stuff, he's wearing full on uh, track outfit. Even in the okay. heat, because he's got to hide the stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. so 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 I would say Hori Hori Mia. That's a soft recommend. Um, yeah, I think you have to be into the rom coms to really enjoy that one. I don't think a but lot of people I... outside of that genre will come in and find a lot to enjoy. It's not one of those that transcends. Uh, genres. But I think the I think the key what you said is inoffensive, which yeah. uh, unlike most Japanese animes, welcome but respect. That's what I'm saying. Some people <laughs> might be looking for something like this where they're not gonna have something that's just yes. like um or like that one show I ended up not watching of I the only one who has the key to a dungeon or something, and he literally gets more powerful by ha- doing like sexual stuff with women and it was like I'm not watching this, I'm good. That's <laughs> That's way on. That's way too on the well, nose. For a me. lot of the, uh, I'm usually okay with stuff like that and it being funny, but a lot of the reviews were like, "Jesus, just make it hentai," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it." If you're at the point where I'm like, "Why did you just make a hentai of this?" I don't want to watch it. I like that borderline etchy, but not like full on like, "Yo, we could really go further with this, but we're not going to, so we can put it on TV." Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's definitely a weird thing. So, but that was the. It was actually the first show I watched out of all the ones I watched, too, so... Kind of coincidence that I talked about that first. So, the other one I have... Alright, this is... Now you're going more into the 2020-style anime here, because there's reincarnation in the title. Yeah, reincarnation's in the title. That's how you know you're in for some fun. So, I talked about the light novels of this, though. Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation, where 34-year-old... They say underachiever. He was straight up piece of shit <laughs> like skipped his parents funeral was like fapping the lolly porn um Wait, what i talked about this i know you talked about it but i, I every time you just that like, much yeah, but that's why they were trying to really show how much of a piece of shit this dude was in his last life um so i'm not gonna go deep into this because i've talked about the light novels but one thing i loved about this show so far even though there's obviously some things they're going to skip from the light novels to keep the pacing up for 12 episodes, they didn't skip anything important. And so far in the first two episodes I've watched, and they've kept things in order. Nothing's jumping around. Nothing feels out of place. Um, there is some lewd moments. It is not all the time. But there is a moment where his teacher, his living teacher who's a demon, um, and teaching him more of the magic, does catch his parents in this new world having sex and is standing outside the door basically masturbating. So, and he walks out and he's like, oh, I didn't need to see that and walks back in. <laughs> he's like, because he's, like, he's like going out and he's like, okay. But they they don't shy away from the pervertedness, but it's not like always in your face. But they do talk about it, especially because of how much it was in his past life. This show isn't afraid to do a couple flashbacks here and there. Even in the second episode, they were showing more of his past. Unlike the... So that was the one thing they did change. Instead of shoving all of the past life into your first 24-minute episode, 
they did break that up a little over the first two episodes, which I thought actually worked out better. Um, and that's the one change I would say from the light novels I really noticed was that they're kind of breaking up the past a little bit more, so it's not just a freaking info dump on his past life. But. Yeah, I mean, there's something there is something about this genre which is just i mean we're going to talk about another one that's kind of similar where it's just like the, the main characters are always i guess it's it's really like the people these people are getting a second chance at life but it's just like they're just either completely like listless or pieces of shit or so he was a piece weird. of shit in the past life and this one he has a lot more potential and while he still has his perverted moments one of the things, at least with the light novel, and I hope it really tackles it well with the anime, is even though he is overpowered, there are so many teachable moments, or I should say, not teachable for us, learnable moments for him that he comes across. He'll be overpowered and then realize he screwed up because of it, and he learns. Mm. It's not one of those things like, oh, I'm powerful now, I can take down anything. No, he he's actually on like this learning journey about everything, even though he can do a lot more damage than people realize. He's still learning new things he can do as he goes out, but it happens in interesting ways, not just like, I'm going to fight, boom, there's a new power showing up. <laughs> like, It's usually after a fight, he's like, how did that person do that? I want to be able to do that instead. Um, so I hope he keeps up, because the light novel I've really enjoyed to the point where I'm buying the new no novels as they come out, so I'm really looking forward to watching this all the way through. Issei Kai fans, hard recommend. Um, normal normal humans. No, I say normal humans. I think you should check it out. I actually will say there are things to enjoy about this series, but if some of that pervertedness and you're trying to stay away from that stuff, that's the only time I say there will probably be moments that you'll be uncomfortable with. Um, and I understand how people will look at it as like, this is a guy who still remembers his past life as 34-year-old. Even though he's in a younger body and being perverted, people will look at it as the 34-year-old. Um, I understand it's, people looking at it that way. Um, so I kind of I sit in the middle with it, where I'm like, as long as it doesn't go too far. Like, he doesn't... You know hmm? Go ahead. Well, I'm just, I, I'm just thinking about this. Like, it, it's, it's certainly like we've, we've, <clears throat> like, we've gone so far with these types of stories. Yeah. Like, it was, like, four years ago, like, the Kino yeah. Saba came out, which was, like, the ultimate, like, supposedly the ultimate, like, fight, you know, dunking on this genre and it's, while also making a good what is it, show like in this genre. three, four seasons now? It's fucking nuts. Yeah, and now that, like, that, now that has, that, like, Kino Saba, that model is, like, the jokey version of Sword Art Online yeah. is now the default. Like it's it's yeah. it, it became an Ouroboros. It's it's so weird. It's just weird. Yeah. I how... I just think one thing I liked about the uh, even though he remembers things from being thirty four, there is a part in the light novels. I don't know if they'll cover it here. Where him and another girl, she wants to give it up to him. I think she's thirteen and he's ten, and he straight up says no. Hmm. So he goes more by what they consider the adult age there. He says, wait till 15. It doesn't make it all the way there, and there's reasons in the light novel it doesn't. Um, but Thir he still looks at it, and he's like, no, I'm making a different life. I can't just jump on this young girl, because he still thinks of it a certain way. He's like, I can't do this. She's older than him. So when he says, hmm. wait till I'm 15, she'll be 17. And I mean, so I looked at it like this. Like, they don't let him be this constant lecherous dude. He's he's self aware of his mistakes in the past, which I like. All right, cool. Um, so. I mean, weird, but I wish you would watch. I, I wish you would watch an episode or two. It's I, pretty cool. I, I I may. I certainly may. It certainly sounds educational. Yeah, no. There's an educational show here that we will talk about at the end, but <laughs> it was not this one. All right, so we're going to talk about – I'm going to talk about uh, Other Side Picnic, which uh, I kind of picked – I kind of picked at random just like, all right, new show, whatever. Let's, let's just watch this one. So I didn't know um, – I didn't know what I was getting into. And I was very confused by the first episode because the first episode opens with, um, you know, this college student who's basically like lying in a field 
and then another another girl finds her and then a giant monster appears in which they know how to beat them and it's very much that a lot of this first episode is very much like out of context and like okay there's there's another but but like it quickly explains like okay that the there is another world it's like a parallel world and somehow these college students have gotten access to it and uh if they defeat the monsters on this other side then they'll get these valuable cubes which they can sell for real money and that's that's the conceit so they they need to continue to go back and it wasn't until like like after watching the show i was watching I was watching a, a YouTube video about creepypasta and how ridiculous creepypastas are. Mm-hmm. And uh, they mentioned the one like story where you do the elevator buttons in a certain order and you get taken to quote-unquote the other side. And that's like, oh, oh, that's the thing they were doing in that show. And now that makes sense. So I guess... The the reason why they did they you know kind of didn't overly explain things to you is because these these are all based on real creepy pastas and urban legends that they have then just squished into this show as as a, and and made they they are actually real they actually exist in a parallel universe that you can actually get there if you if you follow these legends and then and then show up so. And of course, you know, now that I'm reading the, the actual synopsis on Wikipedia, it actually does right there say creepypasta and, and urban legends. And that makes uh, that makes sense. The other the other genre it's listed here is Yuri, which which kind of tracks because there's definitely kind of a there's oh, yeah. a relationship vibe to it these is, two characters. It is uh, Yuri because I had looked at this on J Novel Club because it's one of the series you can read right now for um, mm-hmm. all the way through for if you're a monthly subscriber. It's one of the ones that they're offering up all the, the title, and I skipped it because I was reading something else. But um, I saw it was on there, and they're doing it because of the winter anime. They're like, "Hey, winter anime uh, novels go." <laughs> so, but I was but, I almost uh, I also skipped it because you were like, eh, "Whatever about something." You were yeah, like, it's, shows it's, I watch is it eh. is it good? I mean, it definitely it definitely has potential, but I just I don't. You know, like I think you you probably need some knowledge of these urban legends because I guess the conclusion of how they defeated the the monster in the first episode was very much like, oh, she she kind of remembered how to defeat it and and then like un you know using knowledge she had figured out this puzzle, but the audience was never really given the knowledge, so it's just you watched her figure it out. It was just it was a weird thing, and I now that I kind of understand, okay, this is based on very popular creepypastas and urban legends that like i'm sure most most people who are into that stuff is going to bring a lot more knowledge into this than than yeah but it's not reviewing well it's not review yeah no i mean i I, yeah i mean i i I, before i learned that i wasn't going to continue it after learning that it doesn't make me want to continue it anymore just because it was around three a little dull it's a planet. it's a pretty show. I mean, it's a pretty show. It had the the CGI work was very good, but uh, yeah. it's just kind of dull. I'll give it a pass. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like not something I'm gonna spend time on with the other shows that are on this. Um. So yesterday, I, I had said I wanted to watch one more show that we both watched, and I almost watched one of the shows you talk about next. But instead, I was like, you know what? This looks interesting enough. Let me check it out. It's Dr. Ramune's uh, Mysterious Disease Specialist. Not Ramune's. Ramune. Um, but, uh, like the so soda. He's, yeah. He's the doctor that specializes in disease that manifests um, in the mind or heart. Not specifically like being sick. Uh, more emotional. So... The first episode kicks off from the get-go with a girl who's crying mayonnaise. And she's at the doctor's and they're like, stop li- stop lying. Stop, this isn't funny. Where's your mom? And she's like, my mom's busy. You have to believe me. And they kick her out of the hospital. Um, upon hearing this, somebody's walking by and he's like, I can introduce you to a doctor. And that's where we realize this guy named, uh, I believe it was Kuro. Yep, Kuro introduces her to Ramane. Um... And while he's there, he asks her to cry for him. And she ends up 
crying soy sauce at this time. Her name is Koto. She cries soy sauce. So this is where Ramane is like, okay, you need to drink this tea. There's a special contacts that will keep you from crying. Don't use them often uh, because they have serious side effects. Take this home and he sends her home with a bag with all this stuff. Um, he explains to the viewer that, and maybe he explains it to Koto too. I'm trying to remember. Yesterday was, um, even though it was so recent, it's the one show I only watched one episode of. It's one of the two shows I've only watched one episode of. But he explains that the condiments represent certain different emotions, basically, is a good way to put it. Um, so she had, like, soy sauce, ketchup, mayonnaise. It was weird. Um, but it's meant to be a weird show. And while you see her go home, all of a sudden she gets home and her mom's, like, complete crazy on her. What are you doing? You need to go. We have a... You're supposed to be acting. You're disappearing. Why is nobody... You need to get better. You need to act again. So you learn that she's a child actress who... Well, you learn that while she's with Ramane because they try to get her to watch a sad movie that she's the actress for. Um, But you start seeing that when she first started acting, her mom was still at home and cooking for her and there was like a lovey-dovey family. As there was some success of the daughter, because she could cry at will, the mom brings home bento boxes for dinner, and then all of a sudden, the mom's just throwing them on the table. There's your dinner. Get ready for the next thing. The mom's turned into that showbiz-type mom, and she's reeling in the glory and the money it's bringing in and enjoys being more posh now. So, Koto... Starts drinking this tea, and her mom's saying something, and she's like, I don't want to act anymore. She's like, covers her mouth, like, what the hell's going on? And as it progresses, she puts on the context to finally hide all her emotions, because her mom freaks out on her for wanting to quit acting. And this leads into this thing where she almost dies, and Dr. Ramane is this type who's like, how... But the payment's going to cost you. And it's like, how much do you want? He's like, are you willing to pay it? She's like, yes, just bring Koto back. And you realize everything that mom's bought has just disappears. Turns into dust. And the mom freaks out. And she's like, she's like, all my stuff. And she's like, was it? Is I, She's like, well, I can bring back 10 bags and 10 shoes. I'll give you your daughter. But you have your daughter loses an arm. And keeps upping the ante of how many limbs she has to lose for the mom to start getting stuff back. And the mom freaks out and finally breaks and realizes what she becomes. So it's a show that's definitely going to bring in a lot of uh, people learning lessons in life. Um, uh, Teachable moments (laughs) about how people react and how things can change quickly. And you lose sight of what's in front of you, especially with this one, which is basically what this is. So, the, but this, the, doctor, the trauma, the trauma always manifests as something like a physical ailment. Yes, it seems like it. It will, because the preview for the next episode, it, the next episode's title is actually called the Chikua Penis. Okay. So yes, so I was like, ah, now I gotta go right to the next episode. That's a little weird. So, but, um, I gotta say it was. Quirky and funny. One's, one's called Chili Pepper Fingertips, and I'm not sure what that means, but... Yeah, so I, it's quirky and funny. There's going to be a lot of people who enjoy a show like this. This is one of those that will transcend multiple viewer uh, viewerships. I could see different viewers from different genres coming and checking this one out. Well, it, it sounds it sounds like a lighter... Um, uh, what's the name of that show? It's uh, Mushishi. I've never seen Mushishi, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's Mushishi is about a, a it's a, it's well, like a medicine person or, or a sage who goes around and discovers weird, weird behaviors caused by these little spirits. And oh, okay. Extracts them. 
Yeah. But this one, it looks just he's this guy's a sounds like mostly like a, a rude clown versus like a, a sage, you know, wise. Yeah. Rude traveler. clown. And you and you think at times that he's not aware of how he acts. But at one point, like when he's teaching the, the daughter, like, you know, you're not always going to make people happy. Sometimes you're going to bother people even with speaking your mind. But you have to. Which was her basically telling her, like, if you don't want to do this, tell her you don't want to do this. <laughs> don't always go along with it. He actually says at one point, he goes, he goes, I annoy, <laughs> annoy my assistant all the time. And the assistant's like, well, at least he's aware. <laughs> like, so he knows that he's quirky. He's not one of these that doesn't know it. So, but it was, a cute, it was fun. I enjoyed the show more than I thought I would. I went into this going, uh, this looks like it might be dumb, but let's check it out. And I came away uh, pleasantly surprised. Won't win any awards, but I, I sure people, if you're, at, unless you're looking for like straight action anime, you'll probably find something in this to enjoy. It's got good humor. It's got good stories telling. Um, good characters. I really enjoyed it. All right. So this, uh, the next show, uh, I'm going to. T- talk about has you should have most before you start <laughs> well i just it has the most ridiculous name of any show ever really ever and i know it's kind of it's kind of a, a bit wait until they bring out the anime for uh it is kind of, a vending machine it, well, it, it, it is kind of a bit that uh hold on one second It is kind of a bit that, um, you know, these light novels have long, ridiculous titles. Yeah. But, oh my god. So this is called Suppose a Kid from the Last Dungeon Boonies, and Boonies, of, of course, needs to be, is important, moved to a starter town. And I'm pretty sure you did talk about the light novel. No. No, you didn't? Not this one. I know I've talked about okay. a lot of these crazy named novels. This was not one of them. I've not read this one. All right, I just assumed because it had a dumb name. Uh, Thanks. So, <laughs> so, you know, essentially, this the 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 show is about um, this main you know the main character, and he like idolizes all these people around him who are who are super strong and super powerful, and he wants nothing more than to be like them, and and kind of go out on his on his own journey and be and be tough. So the 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 his village elder sets him up with a place to stay in this in this main city uh where and where he can try out for the military and and then you know he'll in his mind he's gonna you know join the military and then he'll he'll go off and he'll he'll go on adventures and get strong and be be like his brother and his is and everyone else in his village but what he discovers upon making it or well, I guess what everyone else discovers, but he is uh, lacks the self awareness to realize when he he makes it to this to the city is that he is a superhuman compared to everyone else around him. He has you know super endurance, super speed, super strength. You know he is he you know it's he is one punch man, except you know in in the fantasy in the fantasy terms, but. You know, he, he is only only weak compared to everyone else in his home village because his home village happened to be at the, you know, right in front of like the quote unquote last dungeon, the dungeon where like this evil king at one point um, lived and where the monsters of unimaginable strength were there and, and, and et cetera, you know, fantasy, fantasy type nonsense. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> He, you know, the, he's he's an idiot, right? He doesn't realize how strong he is. He doesn't realize how powerful he is. And even being told directly that, like, these abilities are not normal and you should be proud of them. He's just like, oh, stop. You're just telling me that because you're nice. Um, and pretty dumb. And you know what? Like, I, 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 from this first episode, I think, like, the worst thing about it is the main character. His name is his name is Lloyd. The best thing about the show seems to for is the the mage he goes and lives with, which who is like the protege of the 
um, this village elder who is, you know, exceptionally powerful, like legendary sorcerer. And it turns out that, yeah. And so, so, uh, you know, her, she had a lot of students and one of the students lives in the city. And when, uh, when the student learned who sent him, it's, it's, uh, you know, he, she has this, the, some silly reactions and is essentially like she becomes a slapstick character he he i mean everyone's a slapstick character in this it's a it's a pure slapstick nonsensical uh comedy um but i think it i think it works i mean because of how i think they they go like the title to start with the title and then like the setup it goes to great pains to explain to you why he's like this uh, and then, you know, they, they quickly introduce some, some supporting characters who are fairly interesting, uh, including the, the mage he ends up staying with. And then he himself might not be the most interesting character, but I think he's going to be the source of where a lot of this, this comedy is going to come from. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's a very interesting setup. And um, I don't know, I guess if you don't like slapstick comedies, don't watch it. I'm not sure I'm going to continue on just because, like, it's it's fine. It's, it, you know, I think I'll probably watch one or two more episodes and then I'll see if I'll drop it from there. Because if it's nothing more than just slapstick, then I don't know. This is, I believe, a light novel adaptation. Does it feel like it they probably skipped anything on this? Not yet. I mean, but again, it's only... I know you haven't read it, but I'm like, sometimes you can tell, you're like, dude, did they just cut out a bunch of content and rush right in? No, I don't think so, because uh-huh. like they definitely took time to add the backstory and, the, okay. and establish the relationships. And I mean, it definitely starts. You don't you don't really know. Like it gives you like a quick a quick background of who this character is, but then immediately throws them into this city, which is, feels like the natural starting place. But um, yeah, I mean, I it, it's definitely like I definitely when I was you know I, thinking about it now. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's a, seems like a generic slapstick, but you know, while watching it, I very much enjoyed it. So who, 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 who knows where I'm going to be with this? I'm definitely going to try at least one more episode. Okay. So I'm a spider. So what? Okay. Well, this thing. So I'm a spider. So what? So number one, I'm definitely terrified of spiders. There are some creepy fucking moments in the show in the begin in the very beginning, um, but you basically start off this show with like you see a classroom and something happens like this light goes off, and next thing you know, our protagonist, the main character Komoko, is waking up, and there's a bunch of spiders around her. She's freaking out. She realizes she's a spider, and she's like, "Hey, brothers and sisters!" and starts. Re- I'm hungry, and starts realizing her brothers and sisters are eating other of the spider. That are, have been hats, so they're cannibalizing. Then the mom shows up, and she's like, "Hey, mom!" And the mom starts eating the babies. And she gets the hell out of there. <laughs> um, the first show is totally a setup for this series. It is nothing more than getting you used to Komoko and watching her realize that she herself is like, "I'm in an isekai, a self-aware anime." <laughs> which is becoming more popular now where it used to be I'm in another world now it's like oh I read Aesekai's in this other world now I'm in one is basically what's happening here and she's like oh it's like an RPG I can level up she's like I'm gonna get appraisal that'll work for me and she's like appraise and it's like rock appraise spider and she's like what <laughs> she's like this isn't doing anything <laughs> um so it goes through her just kind of getting... The first episode is just all, like I said, set up. Her learning how her abilities, her body works. Um, fighting her first thing, which um, some weird poisonous frog. Um, defeating it and realizing each time, whether it was eating one of the other spiders that she had found dead, not one she killed, or the frog that she hates the taste of this stuff but has to do it to survive. Um... They actually focus on the fact she has to eat because she gets hungry instead of being one of these things where they never talk about the person eating, which is always weird to me in shows when you never really see anything. How does how does the vending machine eat? In, in... It's a vending machine, sir. It doesn't eat. Okay. All right. Just checking. 
It gets coins. <laughs> um, so the one twist in this is you realize that the whole class has been transported over because you see the light hit and you don't and what you're seeing in this first episode it's so focused on her in the beginning through the first like half of the first episode that when it finally clicks in and you start seeing these people at some like ball and they're like hey teacher how's it going you're like teacher what the who are these people they're just like and they're talking to each other next thing you know you realize they start talking to two other people and they're like oh you're the duke blah 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 and then it's like the girl shows up and talks and you realize the girl was a boy in the last life. So people are just being reincarnated as various things into this life. Like the teacher from so, the last life is an elf. <laughs> like, um, And this is where I was like, oh wait, all the kids got transported here. And even one got transported as a um, earth dragon. So were they transported or were they killed? We don't know. All you see is a bright light. So you can either assume that something blew up the school or they were transported. I don't know which. It doesn't really... Everybody always talks about we were just sitting in class and then something happened. They saw the light. So nothing's really explained if the school got blown away yet. Or if they were just transported. But they're all in different... Whether... uh, Completely different bodies, different people... um, and the second episode deals with Komoko leveling up and finally realizing how things are working more, even though she's still, like, she's not getting super strong. She's getting better, but realizing she can't just take something on and take it out. But you start seeing more also about the other classmates and how some people were bullying her, and especially the one that was the Earth Dragon. And she basically is like, maybe this was karma for how I was treating her. Like, maybe I deserve this. <laughs> Um, so it's things like that. I think it's an interesting show so far with even two episodes. It's a weird one to recommend yet. It's a slow burn, even with a better second episode. They're definitely doing some world building in the first two episodes and character building. And they haven't really gotten anything that's like, holy shit. Like it's still taking its time. Which could be a good thing, if you're willing to give this. I'm, I don't know how the light novels were. It's one I've been meaning to read. It's been sitting on my to-read uh, pile for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it. So, I want to watch a few more. If it doesn't pick up by episode four, I might give the light novels a try. But I want to give it a shot. I think there's people who will enjoy this. But yeah, these first two episodes so far hasn't been like, holy cow this is amazing or wow this is terrible it's kind of like trotting this line of like it's really interesting is something going to happen because <laughs> like, well when you're watching the opening it seems like eventually it's going to get there but they are not rushing towards it which like i said could be a good or a bad thing we'll find out so it's i mean it really does and you know like i think a lot of the previews um made this kind of clear it's it's a show that's really writing on the fact that it has an adorable spider in it yeah and a very talkative spider that talks to herself all the time she is very mouthy for somebody who didn't talk at all while she was in school and just reading her light novels but um yeah it's hard to recommend right now it's one of those shows after i watch a couple more if you asked me, I'd have a more definitive answer. But slow burn so far. All right. Uh, well, I think we can. We're leaving all of the weird nonsense behind now. Are we? Uh, maybe not. I was like, um, the next one we're leaving some weird nonsense behind. But I want you to describe this show as you described it to me. Oh, how did I describe it to you? It's another show of Japan trying to tell weaves that they need to get married or become oh, oh, become uh, legit members of society <laughs> and meet women yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. So, um, essentially, this show is is mainly is about 
for me. Uh, what show? Uh, oh well, it's called <laughs> Bottom Tier. Bottom tier character Tomozaki. It's about Fumia Tomozaki. He's uh, he's really good at Smash Brothers or whatever the the Smash Brothers equivalent in this yeah. universe is. Uh, he's he is the he is ranked number one in Japan. And you know it kind of it it introduces the the concept. It starts off it 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 shows he you know his classmate who is like this. Uh, athletic, handsome dude learns that he's really good at this game and he wants to play him at it. And of course, the the, the handsome guy gets fucking destroyed and he's a real dick about it. Um, and uh, Tomozaki, you know, kind of takes the fact that he is a rude asshole as like even more proof that his choices in life are the correct ones. As as I think a lot of these characters kind of kind of do, and then um, you know goes home and 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 continues to play against people who are really good, including this the the ranked number two player who he has sparred with a lot, and you know and uh, they have never won. And then Mike, why don't you take it from here? <laughs> Excuse me. So the number two player called No Name decides. They want to meet up. Do you live in this area? Yes, let's meet up. So he heads out to meet this person. Has no clue what they look like. Turns out it's the most popular girl in school. Both of them are in shock. One, because he can't believe it's her. Her, because she can't believe it's this lazy slub of a person who has no outlook on life, doesn't care about anything, <laughs> like, shows up even when she, she's like, even if you're just meeting another guy, you show up wearing this. Like, it's just like ripped jeans, um, dirty shoes. Like, it's just like, you just don't care. So she was like, she's ready to leave. Says he doesn't care about the that life's a game. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't believe her. And then all of a sudden... It turns into what you expect. She's going to change him for the better. You're going to play the game of life. They take. He takes her to her. She takes him to her house. And she tells him about the game of life. And of course with his gamer mentality. He can't turn down a challenge. Even if it's to prove. That the game of life is garbage. <laughs> like, um, so. It's, well it's. It's. It's super well. It's super weird. Like so, the thing that really like, the you know the thing that how she proves to him that like, you're not just born beautiful and popular yeah. is like she she goes home and she you know puts on her pajamas and Takes removes her makeup. her makeup and he can't even recognize her. And yet she looks exactly which is, the same. Yeah, is which is a, it's a stretch to say the least. Like, but um, he thinks like it's his, her sister or something. But you know, point point taken. Like, like yeah, you know, you, you can you can put a little effort in, and you become a different person, and and you know, she she already hounds him about this stuff. So, but I, I guess it comes like her motivation comes from the fact that she is just disappointed that uh, she looked up to this person. The, yeah, she looked up to the number one player of this game, and Tomozaki is a disappointment because he's a he's a mess. He doesn't even know how to present himself to somebody who is he, he's meeting for the first time. And, uh, the, the, he actually, like, because he respects the player no name, when she presents this challenge to him, that's when. And she um, compares, she puts it on the same level as the game he's number one right. in. Right. Doesn't say it's better or worse, says it's at the same level. Yeah, which is, which is what's important to him. Yeah. Um, and then, so he, he decides to take this challenge on. And of course, the, the, <laughs> You know, fitting for this kind of anime, yeah. the first the, the the first real goal is to smile. Well, okay, no, with it, first real milestone, I should say. Talk to three girls. Talk to three girls. Yep, and then talk to three girls about casually. Yeah. Leading up to to getting to getting a girlfriend, I think within the end of the the school year, which. Uh, maybe it maybe it's gonna be a twist and it won't be her as the girlfriend, but I mean, come on. 
at the end of I mean at the end of this at the end of the story whenever the light novel ends, I'm just going to assume that, right? that those two are going to somehow end up dating maybe they don't and it'll change things but at the same time I've read the light novel well the first volume of the light novel and it goes about the same maybe a little further but it, I bought the second volume but it wasn't one I wanted to jump right into and after mm-hmm. watching this first episode I really had no desire to continue this anime I watched a lot better anime. Even the stuff I think was like, I don't know yet, was better than this. I found the characters brought to animation not that interesting. She, he's very cookie cutter in that role. She's very cookie cutter in that role, in my opinion. Even when they're acting, I felt like after reading a lot of my youth romantic comedy as wrong as I expected, uh, Hachiman in that is much better as this type of person who hates life and just wants to become a house husband, basically. (laughs) As he gets older, he has no desire to become a drone of society. But it's a much better, much funnier, and way deeper anime with its... I mean, I don't know about the anime. I haven't watched it yet. Um, Way deeper light novel series. Um, even in the way it introduces, because Hachiman's one of those who hates everything, but can't seem to do anything but go through with it. Like, he's always willing, he always uses himself as an excuse, I'll take the fall here as the bad guy, but it's more him just wanting to take care of things, even though he doesn't realize it, he's always using that as an excuse. So, I just felt like this was like, these characters aren't interesting enough to continue. I don't really, nothing about this made me care if he turns into... A better person. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I see that from him. I think the thing that kind of made me like like this is that um, I think that she's a very interesting character, and I because of the fact that I didn't think this first she could be. Um, but it's just the fact that she doesn't walk away, and she actually seems to care and and take an interest in him and and want to help him. Be a better person is a, is an interesting. I do like they brought in the uh, joke from the light novel of Hexcellent, and he's like, "Wait, what'd you just say?" Oh yeah, she's like, that, she that is a running joke in the light novel. Where I was like, "I'm glad they brought this in because I was like, yes, they brought that part in. I'm good. I, like that part, I enjoyed." So yeah, because I mean, it's it's she's like what I didn't say. Anything. It, it's I more said... <laughs> more proof that she she worked on yeah. worked on herself to get rid of this stuff, and that's. You know, I have a feeling this a bit of a tuny nonsense. I hate to be like a guesstimate spoiler, but I have a feeling where she brings him up to be more of a uh, person that can stand out in society. He's going to bring her back more to the nerdy side and make her remember what she kind of left behind while keeping some of it. Yeah, they'll, they'll end up at a nice middle ground. Yeah, or, I mean, it's going to be teachable could, for both sides at some point. It's going to be. What I, I mean, I would, what I would like to, what I would like to see, like the thing, the thing that could surprise me, and I don't, I don't think this type of show is going to do it. Is just like, if he, if he does get like, you know, be more popular, more presentable, and then completely like leaves her in the dust. That's yeah. These shows ignore, rarely do that though. Yeah, ignores her for a while, and she becomes really, and she, and she realizes that she like, you know, like Very that's few the kind of shows stuff. take that drastic turn because it, the problem with doing that, in a, and there have been shows that do that, the problem with doing it for too long is turning off the viewers. Well, yeah, because you you're, always you're, you have build... a chance of losing the viewers when you make people ignore each other. Yeah, you build you build up these characters, and then if one of them betrays the other one, yeah. then the Which, audience the betrayal's betray. not fine if it's like an episode. But if you do it longer than an episode, you are taking a chance. <laughs> yeah, like if it's a whole a whole arc or yeah, yeah. But. Uh, all right, final final show. Yes, um, probably. Um, so I read the first two volumes of this manga from a humble bundle a while back, and when I saw this was getting a show, I can't wait to see. I couldn't wait to see how they brought this to the anime and. I don't know if they're bringing everything into this anime because the manga had a lot of things. But this is Heaven's Design Team. And I'm really disappointed in the overall review score being around 3.5. People just are don't like education. Um, 
Or maybe they're bigots. Uh, what? Um. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, Heaven's Design Team is basically God created Earth, was created animals, got bored, and outsourced it. He brought in a team of people to create the animals for him. Um, we meet the um, brand new angel, Shimoda, who is, it's a nice way. I like how they do this. We're not just being like, here's this person. They do it in a nice way where they bring on a new hire, a new angel, and he, they're introducing him to the team, so it's also introducing us. It's a nice way to do it yeah. without making it dull. And, yeah, I got the audience stand in yeah. to, to, so you can ease ease your way into this yep. nightmare, nightmare, yeah. nightmare group of people. So his supervisor, Ueda, is introducing him to the group of people. And we meet the designers of the animals. We have Kimura, who creates animals and then wants to see how they taste. Uh, <laughs> we've got Suchia, the old man who created a horse, and now everything has to be designed like a horse. Um, Mizushima? tends to create animals that are very predatory. <laughs> um, we have Mado, who is this cute lolly type girl that actually, who definition of cute is really fucked up. <laughs> like, there's some of the most dangerous poisonous spewing shit out there and she's like, or um, things that eat poop and stuff like that she finds adorable. Um, you have the opposite of her, the big rugged tough looking guy Unabara who really loves cute animals like legit cute animals and then you have Kanamori the trans character of the show that they never really fully uh, talk about but they will always introduce with um, she or her and I thought that was interesting there's no other discussion and maybe that's why it's got 3.5 because of some bigots out there um <laughs> But that one, definitely more of a feminine role, easily scared, easily grossed out, um, but also a lot of fun. And then, oh, you have the, uh, the only other character I'm going to point out is Higuchi, who's kind of like their tester, because she's in almost every bit, bringing in the animals to show why they work or don't. But yeah, well, so... Well, she's the, she's the engineer, right? Yeah, engineer. T tester, engineer. So the cool thing, I really enjoyed this show, but I'm going to let Scott describe a little bit more about the episode since I introduced the cast, because I think you have to know the cast to understand what we're about to discuss. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really it's really interesting because like they they go through like the first the first bit and, and it's really it is really like a collection of like short bits. Right. Yeah. And you can you can kind of feel that like, OK, this is like the start of this this sequence of a joke and then the end and i'm sure like is the manga like set up like is it like short manga chapters yeah it's similar like to this four coma no it's not it's not it's not a it's not a yon panel um but it is it's like this where you'll get like it'll focus on an animal or two like this one does or even like three sometimes where they'll pop up but mm -hmm. they all kind of have something to do with each other but it's it's like it's, it establishes like the logic of of what's going on really well yeah in the you know like so you have you have the character who like you know the the, the character who who's obsessed with her, his horse creation because you know the horse was perfect so everything has to be bad you know he he keeps begging the engineer to make the, the pegasus and the engineer keeps but you know basically saying like this is why the, the pegasus won't work because the first task they're giving is they need to design an animal that can eat the the trees the leaves off of the tall trees yep and so the guy's like, Pegasus, we got it. We got it in one. And she's just like, no, you can't have a yeah. fucking Pegasus. It doesn't work. It's too heavy. So it, it really it really establishes that there is an internal, there's, there's, a, there's a real logic that they're going with. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's really interesting how the author kind of has reverse, essentially reverse engineered this thinking game. Yeah. And presented it, presents it to the audience in, in, in you know, in, forward order you know like and okay, very you know, like, educational too yeah it's like all right we need an animal that can eat uh that can eat ants okay let's this let's let's go over these these little bits of uh of facts and, and figure <laughs> out like, what when what, that ant eater this. strikes that pose in the anime and it's just like paws out i was, yeah. I was like this thing's fucking adorable <laughs> 
you know, or that the because the, there's a the major conflict of the first episode is that you know one of the characters designs the snake that is way too good at killing bird is eating birds' eggs, and yeah. then the bird designer needs to design a some kind of retroactive way yeah. that the birds can defend themselves. Yep, and it's it's all really clever and and a lot of fun, and the characters the characters are just. You know they're 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 not deep characters, but they they play off each other really well because they each have these kind of archetypes and they each have the type of animals they like and what the, and the traits that they like to add into the mix and it's I it's will very say interesting. I felt like the first episode didn't nail the chemistry as much as the manga did, but that second episode mm. for me really nails. It. I don't know how many episodes you watched. I watched the first. I've only watched the first one. So okay, far. so things that happen, especially you'll see where it's like. Sometimes it'll focus on the one animal. Sometimes it'll focus on more, like he was saying with the snake eating the bird's egg. And you'll see that continue where somebody creates something and it creates a problem for this other one. And in the second episode, they have a uh, animal battle where in like real-time testing, they're like changing things on the fly <laughs> between a giant squid and the dolphin. I mean, oh the God. squid and the dolphin. So the squid eventually becomes this giant squid. And they basically turn the dolphin into a sperm whale to take on the giant squid. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like, throughout, like, they just do stuff like this. Um, where, what was, um, the girl who claims she likes cute stuff. And is like, I need to create something cute, something cute. And she's like, oh, I got it. It can only eat something poisonous. I don't like, I think this was the second episode. You didn't see this part. I don't... I, yeah. Um, she's like, I need to create something cute. And she's like, it only eats poison. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's going to have two dicks. Or two penises, sorry. Um, she's like, and the baby is going to be in a pouch but eat its mom's poop. And you're like, what the fuck? Turns out to be a koala bear. <laughs> and at one point during when they're showing the koala bear they actually play they're like this is because they go into these little segments in between the bits talking about the actual animal from what they just were designing and like brainstorming so they'll be like this is a legit animal in the wild and this is what it does so they talk about the koala and at one point they're like here's its roar and you're like it's like, and you're like, that shit makes that noise? Like, Jesus. I thought it'd be like a cute growl. I think it's freaking scary. Um, but yeah, so they're, they, it's a show that's funny and educational at the same time. Like, they're going to tell you about these things that you're seeing. Uh, the manga goes into a little more depth because, I mean, it's got more, more space to talk about it. But uh, this show, to me, was... One of my top shows of this anime season, and I'm sad by the ratings. Uh, well, I mean, where are you? Where are you looking? Anime Planet, just at the uh, overall average. I mean, I, uh, well, it is what it is. I don't look People... at Mal, so I mean, come on now. <laughs> um, no, I definitely, I think, definitely, definitely, I think is a highlight. It's certainly unique. It's it's funny and and charming. Um, I think it'll definitely be something that kind of lasts, hopefully, a couple of years. Like this, uh, we'll definitely, we're definitely going to see a lot of cosplay so in the show. So I'm reading 100%. some of the discussions on Anime Planet, and there's people who here like, I didn't know this. Like, this one person goes, I did not know koalas had two wangs. Guess that explains oh, why man. the whole species is rampant with chlamydia. <laughs> Ooh. But I'm like, but it's teaching people. Like, people are already here. Like, there's a spoiler for episode three since we're not talking about. I already saw this in uh, the manga, but I'm not going to talk about it here. But there's something in here where somebody's like, things I learned this episode. Like, people are like, yo, I learned something. <laughs> I think it's a cool show to check out. I think it's a nice, I think it's a good palate cleanser type show. Like, if you're watching a oh, lot of yeah, different shows, sure. it's definitely something to watch an episode or two between. Just to kind of, like, break up that monotony. Because I, I think a lot of people enjoy this show. It's not a show I will ever tell somebody to marathon. But I think no, if you I watch, it, too much. yeah, I think if you watch this as like an episode or two at a time, you'll really enjoy it. I actually think this show benefits from the weekly format more than most. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, also, the engineer is the best character. What? 
That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Why? Because because of the way that she has to solve the garbage problems that the, the designers bring to her. All right. <laughs> yep. All right. All right this, I agree. <laughs> this has been uh, Otaku and Review Special, Super Special, Extra, whatever we you've heard what we call you're reading what we called whatever we called this in the in the start of the show, but. Uh, I'm Scott Spazzini from Otaku Interview, of course. Uh, you can find me on the internet, twitter.com slash scottspazzini. You can find me on twitch.tv slash gundampilotspaz. Mike, did you know that I uh, I had a speedrunning world record? Do you? Or did? I did. How long did it I last? Did, I did twice. One, uh, The first time it lasted about 20 hours. The second time it lasted about six I mean, but you still got them at some point. That's I still cool. got it. Was That's this right. Mystic Quest? Pre- no, no. The Mystic Quest world record is near unattainable um, for anyone what who What was it for? It was for uh, the Zelda Wand of Gamelon, oh, okay. uh, which remaster, which is the, the remaster version of the CDI Zelda game. <clears throat> but a world record's a world record. But why? You know what? Who knows? It was a stupid gimmick, but you know what? I got a world record for a little bit. Nice. So, I'll, so you can watch me grind away at that game, maybe, and uh, and other nonsense until that becomes uh, unattainable. <laughs> until that becomes unattainable. Uh, I don't know. I'll do. I do. I'm doing more and more there, and so we'll see. Uh, you know, I got to do something before I get my juice uh, and make this virus inert. Okay. Mike, where can people find you on the internet? All right, people can find me at Twitter. Twitch, Instagram, slash G Nitro, no dash there. Um, check out G Dash Nitro.com for my weekly K pop. Uh, I am also now have another weekly post, which is my beer and vinyl parents, has been going live for a few weeks now. Um, I take the best of the beer and vinyl parents I post on my Instagram stories from the past week. And I whittle it down to 5 to 10, depending on how many I went through. I try to keep it closer to 5, though. But I'm, people are, seem to be really enjoying that. I've seen a lot of boosting of the uh, views on the site, as well as the Instagram likes are ridiculous for that. For me, I know a lot of people are like, oh, 30, 40, whatever. I'm like, that's they're consistent. Like, I put one of those posts up, and they're pretty consistent on the numbers they're getting, so I'm happy. Um, yeah, so check that out. And oh, and I also put up my 25 favorite albums of 2020 on my website. So with Spotify playlists on all of them, so you can go check them out. Um, it's basically technically 29 albums. If an album came out that kind of tied together, they were put together kind of like Taylor Swift's uh, Folklore and Ever uh, Evermore. Evermore, yeah. I kind of tied those together because if you listen to them back to back, they really flow well. So that's up. That's all I got. Peace. All right. Uh, so <laughs> we will Peace we will uh, catch you on the next the real real episode of Attack Over Review. Yes. Soon. Citrus. Peace. Peace. In the grease. Peace. No, don't say that. Peace in the chicken grease. <laughs>